Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I, Allison, where, did you, where did you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. <laughs> A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts and, of dirty stuff, yeah. but also parenting stuff. Yeah. So check out Childish new episodes every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Everyone, hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here on a very pollen-filled day, and also there's bugs, and it's very sunny. I appreciate beautiful <laughs> weather. I'm sitting here with Tony Thaxton, my producer. Hello. Good morning. How's it going? It's going all right. It's uh, early. This is an early one for us. It's a little bit early. It's not that it's early, but early for us. We're usually afternoon people yeah. and now we're late morning yeah and i'd become a morning guy and then i went on tour and that's thrown all that out and now i i'm staying up later and sleeping later again and i'm trying to break that habit I so see. maybe this will help what are you doing bit. when you stay up late <sighs> you really you want the truth are you watching love is blind because i haven't watched no. it yet and i feel like i'm the last one <laughs> you know what i do i'm so behind there's so many good movies and tv shows that i have not watched yet that i keep like i have to watch these and then it's late in the day and i'm like i just need something mindless and then i end up getting on youtube and watching old 80s wrestling videos (laughs) that's fun (laughs) it's ridiculous i i i uh it was a thing i was very into as a kid and now i watch it with different eyes and realize how hilarious a lot of it is like as a kid i knew it was fake but i didn't realize Mm -hmm. oh this is actually supposed to be ridiculous a lot of the time right and watching it with those eyes now and it makes me laugh i don't even think i realized how very clearly fake it all is yeah it's so over the top Mm -hmm. and some 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 aspects more than others but yeah you know what i think gave me an education into that glow have you seen that i love glow it's It's good let's bring in our guest because i know that she has watched glow (laughs) uh someone i'm very excited to invite back to the podcast this this has been in the works for a while now. It is Christina Pajitsky, <laughs> but she goes by Christina P. Comedian, writer, TV personality, host of the very popular podcast, Your Mom's House and Where My Mom's At. Uh, she has a Netflix half hour called The Degenerates, a one hour incredible <laughs> special called wow. Mother Inferior. Jeez, Two kids married to comedian Tom Segura. <laughs> And you know her from um, Road Rules yes, a long time a ago. a million years ago. Hello, wow. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. And what a bio. Wow. Looking back <laughs> now. It's my I'm new like, thing. Yeah, that's so nice of you. In 15 years of doing this or whatever it's been, it has, it's been eight years, yeah. I have decided to change it up slightly by actually writing a bio. That's about <laughs> it. 
other than that it's exactly the same that's so pro i'm so proud of you though and thank i you. love your new place and it's beautiful and i'm so happy for you thank you yeah, this is fantastic but back to glow yeah most importantly mm-hmm. how good is mark Marin? so good i didn't realize he was such a good actor neither did i and i text him constantly when i'm watching glow and i'm like you're so amazing how are you this good and he's like whatever christina you're so dumb and i just i love him i love that show i know what did you think of the most recent season though? i loved it and it gets i think it gets better and better and he said that they're doing another one so good yeah um i I, i'm trying to so the last season set in las vegas i think this one was harder for me to get into but that may have been had to do with like where i was in my own life oh yeah that can happen where you you're just, just like distracted. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was watching the show about the autistic kid, Atypical. Oh, I haven't with seen that. With Rapport, I love. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the mood for this right mm-hmm. now. And then you'll come back. Yeah. When you feel ready again, Allison. Right. When you feel like you're a gorgeous lady of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. Think, I think that last season you was good. You come back yeah. to it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to rewatch it. I like the, the storyline. I don't want to blow it for anybody of the, the rich the rich guy the producer oh that yes was really great mm. I it that. was that really was yeah i'm forgetting what it was right now but i remember <laughs> i remember agreeing with you okay we have a lot to catch okay, up on I because know, the man. last time you were on was 2017 no yes your son was two no. we've seen each other since right um but that's the last time you were on the show i can't believe that so fill me in on everything that's been going on you have another child now i have everything so yeah, so right about that time, my kid was two, and mm-hmm. that's when I got the delusion to go back for seconds. Because I think that's <laughs> in nature, <clears throat> you forget. You yeah. get the amnesia, and the toddler is so exciting, and you're so stable now. You're like, this is cake. Yeah, that was a crappy two years, but I could do this. And then I went back. I had an embryo on ice, mm-hmm. and I popped that sucker in, and I was lucky because we only had one, and it took, and now I have a 19 month old baby. And a four-year-old. And it's chaos. It is bedlam. They wake up and they the screaming and there's to- there's like cars in the toilet. There's <laughs> lipstick on the wall. It's it's bonkers. And you have two boys now too. I have two boys as well. How um, old's your baby? He just turned one. Okay. They both just so Elliot just they both have birthdays in February. And Elliot just turned three and Owen just turned one. And my thing is that lately I feel guilty because so much more of my focus and attention is on Elliot, um, the, the older, older one. Same. Yeah. Okay. I feel that too because they just need more right. in a way. develop. And I feel like I totally neglected the baby, which is probably not true. That's how I feel too, <laughs> except he seems fine. He's fine. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> But I feel guilty because I know the older one so much better. I mean, I feel yeah. like once Owen is more of like a little person who's talking and moving around. Oh, well, he's moving around now, but I mean, walking and I don't know. You know, once they're they're more sort of, they're both toddlers. Well, he is a toddler now. What am I saying? Well, when, At some point, I'll get to know yeah, him better. Yeah. It's not today. When the baby's more of a personality, it yeah. starts to be easier because then you know them. That's true. Right. You just have you have a relationship with the older one, a mm-hmm. longer one. And yeah, I felt so guilty too. Cause I don't enjoy the newborn phase. I don't enjoy babyhood as much as I like the toddler. So I felt guilty about that too. I feel similarly. Um, but why do you feel that way? Well, my shrink says it's because I'm not in touch with my own vulnerability, my own helplessness feelings. Mm. And so a vulnerable baby activates that in me 
because I'm a warrior bitch. Like I'm, you know what I mean. I'm like fuck you. I'm a fighter. I'm out there. I'm doing stand up. Like I'm a. So I I don't often don't nurture that. I don't like weakness. I don't like frailty. Mm-hmm. And the newborn is the ultimate. And they get sick. And of course, your baby will get sicker sooner when you have an older child. Right, it's bringing home everything. Dude. Dude, yeah, like the like Julian was eight weeks old and Ellis brought home hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh no, bruh, bruh. <laughs> I went nuts. I quarantined the baby. I went so he didn't nuts. get it. He didn't get it. I got that. No, usually it's just no. Like when I was in high school, but Ugh. usually it's just kids who get it. Yeah, but there was some virulent strain. That's uh, a good word. I, yeah, I, is that I, how you say I, that? Virulent. I'm never concerned heard it. that I'm saying it wrong. You're not, Tony. Could you look up the pronunciation of? virulent or virulent because Vir- i've never I might need heard some- the word out loud <clears throat> i might need some help on the spelling v-i-r-u-l-e-n-t viral virulent what did i, I did the spelling be virulent yeah. you said it <laughs> virulent get the, uh, v-i-r the official pronunciation here virulent you did it you did it <gasps> i nailed it that was this really makes up good. for you know the word ebullient yes ebullient or ebullient meaning well, I to said, overflow with joy or, right yeah. i thought it was ebullient Ebullient. I thought it was ebullient. ebullient. Yeah, that's how I say. I, uh, I think it's ebullient or something. Ebullient. Yeah, there is. There is an i e n t at the end. So ebullient. Ebullient. What? That's wrong. <laughs> that's so. Wrong. Re- can we reject that and yeah. overrule it? Because I've read words for years that I've never heard said aloud. Yeah, same. And so I just thought it was ebullient or ebullient. Ebullient. I thought it was ebullient. It should be e- ebullient. Yeah. The word. I chic, agree. C H I C. I always thought was chick. It should be chick. Yeah, because we're not French. We're American. Duh. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. When I was in high school, there was some extra strong strain that went around oh. and affected older people too. And so I got it, and then my mom and sister got it from me, and it sucks. It yeah. is painful. Yeah. It was like the sickest. One of the times I've been the most sick. Ugh. Anyway, so you had this in your house, but you managed yeah. to keep it from your baby. Yeah, but at, at a great mental cost. Like I was wiping down stuff. It was disg- I was I was out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I was out of my mind, and I got way bad postpartum depression on the second baby. Interesting. Way worser. Why worser than the first one? <laughs> like I thought, I, I took a deep dive on the first one, and the second one, I was like, "How am I back here again?" Mm. And like I got on Lexapro, and it just changed my life it really helped so if you're in it right now and you're listening to this, go get drugs girl <laughs> just help yourself had you ever been on anything before never i white knuckled therapy for the last decade i'm like i don't need this stuff. i'm a warrior i told you i'm not yeah. i'm not interested in that right but i was like i need help to get through this year because i i can't i'm like barely hanging on we're so similar really? I, I mean i'm not a warrior i'm a baby woman but <laughs> <laughs> but you're more in touch with your feelings uh and my personal feeling for why i'm not super into the baby phase is just because it's a l- babies don't listen to this it's a little boring oh, like they're super cute so but boring. then it's like now what <laughs> Whereas with when they're talking, it's much like I'm a very verbal person. And I I think that's how I justify it. But maybe your therapist is right about me as well. Anyway. um, Yeah, I I, you know, talk therapy is my religion. It's what I believe in. And I thought that's all I need. Um, Everyone around. I just like everyone around me was on antidepressants. 
uh, and some of them felt like I should be on them too. And I always <laughs> did not have a, a, a positive reaction to that statement. Um, but then, yeah, when I had postpartum depression, that's when I was like, okay, I, I'm willing to do whatever and right. went on Lexapro. And now I Wait, realize I recently I'm on, on the second one you did. No, I had it on the first lucky. I wish I would have done it on the first. Yeah. It would have saved me a lot of heartache. And, well, so what did, what did it feel like? What the, the postpartum depression? Oh my God, dude. Like, Okay, so apparently I go into obsessive compulsive things when mm-hmm. I get I get anxious. I'm the type that doesn't like to feel the feeling. Yeah. So that's what anxiety is. Like I'm not going to feel the feeling. I'm just going to get hyper vigilant is what I would get. Mm-hmm. So like there's not a, there's not enough um there aren't enough bottles in the house for the baby. I need to go buy more. Mm. There's not en- there are not enough wipes. I got to go get those wipes. Um how's the baby? How's the baby? And I would start checking on the baby uh-huh. like at the monitor incessantly throughout the night to the point like where I couldn't sleep. Mm. It was a horrible. It was really like a debilitating. Yeah. <laughs> anxiety. And I'm like and I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't enjoying life. Everything was heavy. Everything. Yes. Like I can't find my keys. I can't find my fucking keys. Like, <laughs> like everything was over. Like I was also just dissociating a lot. So I wasn't in my body. I was mm-hmm. like, I just wasn't connected. I wasn't me. And I'm like, something is really wrong. So how soon after did, did it start happening? Oh, right away. Like I, maybe when they put Julian in my arms for the really? first time, I was like, Meow. like I, I was oh, happy that he was alive and in my arms, but I, simultaneously was dreading the next few months Mm -hmm. i knew it was coming like oh god i know what's gonna come the sleepless nights and the anxiety is he breathing is he sick is he gonna oh (laughs) and then uh you know and then i just got through it and then now he's almost two and it's so much better and i'm back in the land of the living and Uh i thank lexapro and my husband and you know it was horrible, but it was horrible. But you had postpartum depression with Ellis as oh well? My, but I didn't know it. So the first time around, I was like, hmm, this is weird. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't cry a lot. I'm not a crier, but I was like, my life seems really bad. I'm going to love it eventually, right? Like, I thought that I just ruined my life. By, by having, having a, a child. child. I didn't know that in a year, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. In two years, it's going to be grand. And right. in four years, it's a breeze. So... No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd really just made the worst decision, even though I love my child more than anything. Yeah. You just don't know. You have no perspective when you're in it that hard, too. Mm-hmm. So my shrink kind of couldn't really tell either how deep I was in it. And I just, I got on hormones, like progesterone. How come? Because I was like, something's wrong. I did know some, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe it's a hormonal thing. So I went to my gynae and she gave me progesterone. And that actually helped. It did. Yeah. But I wish it were Lexapro because mm-hmm. <laughs> Lexapro is so much better than progesterone. Yeah. And how would you describe the what Lexapro did for you? Oh, my God. It's like it lifted the anxiety cloud just enough. So like, OK, so you so I would have like an obsessive thought like I got to check on the baby. And then your brain goes, that's silly. You don't need to check on the baby. Just go back to making a shake or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, thanks, brain. Like instead of <laughs> instead of allowing the looping, mm-hmm. your brain just kind of goes that. There's no reason for that thought. You know that, right? Goodbye, and then it kicks it away, and you go on with your life. Yeah, it has it's less power. A relief. Yeah, is that what it did for you? Yeah. So I was having. I think I talked about this on that's deep, bro. Yeah, a long um, time ago. Gosh. Yeah. I was having 
so I had a really traumatic birth. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to hold him for many hours. Well, till Ugh. the next morning. He was in the NICU. It was confusing that my epidural didn't work. It was painful. It was 41 hours. It was just Ugh. like, it was just awful. And I, I was kind of traumatized by that. Um, and it was five months later. So it was a while after that I finally admitted, okay, some, this is more than just baby blues. Cause I was, mm. I kind of, I was friends with other people who had had babies recently and I knew that like there's a lot of anxiety that comes with that. So that's what I thought it was. And then I started having these intrusive thoughts, I guess. And I didn't oh, yeah. know that term. I I'm going to drop the it. baby. I'm going to drop the baby. That, that's the one I had. <laughs> what I would have is like I'd be in just all, yeah, all over the pl- – anything I was doing – I would think about a baby being hurt. Like I'd be in the kitchen cutting something and I'd think about how frail baby bones are. Or I'd be, you know, I've I've mentioned this one before because it's kind of silly sounding, but I'd be like, what happened to babies in the Holocaust? Or where do do medical schools, do they really experiment on dogs still? And where do they get those dogs? And just like the dark, you know, I (laughs) I fucking looked up like the snuff films. What's the history of those? And then that led me do not, I mean, do, do what you want, but reading about snuff, the entry in Wikipedia on snuff films led me to like really dark places involved, like very disturbing, um, pedophilia, like dark shit. It just, just the vulnerability of children, the idea yeah. that people are hurt. It, and it wasn't, I thought postpartum depression was like the a lifetime movie where it's like i'm gonna hurt my child i you know right that's how it's been portrayed like you want to kill your baby and And i'm like that's not what i had and i also thought it was like something about once the baby's outside of your body that triggers a depression and that's not really what it is what it is is just depression experienced after you have a child right right Um, right 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 you know so i think that it's not really explained yeah so i would just I was just miserable and also whenever I would be um, like rocking Elliot to to sleep or singing, I would begin crying. I felt like the world was just a really dark, harsh place. Yep. So then I went on Lexapro and I little by little I started like I found myself at the beginning, the difference, it was almost like I was outside my body noticing it. Mm. I was like, oh, I just see, like my affect, like I seem happier. I'm singing more. Yeah. And then I started, I'd wake up and I would remember what it like feels like to have hope and to think the world <laughs> can be an yeah. exciting place. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, because I was worried in all those years that I never wanted to be on anything. I was worried, well, I don't want to change my personality. I don't want to change me. And what I realized is it doesn't change you. It just like, think of you when you were in a happier place. It just kind of brings that person back. A hundred percent. Dude, the first night I took Lexapro, it was only five milligrams and I took it at night and I, and then this is not even a joke. I literally had the Katrina and the wave song. I'm walking on sunshine. I think that's a drug commercial song. (laughs) Is that what it was? Because all night I would wake up and I'd be like, Lexapro. I was so (laughs) happy. My brain was like, thank you. Thank you. Because that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't, I'm not this bummed out. Right. Depressive, anxious person. Like I'm pretty, pretty cool most of the time. So it was very confusing. Mm -hmm. Like what the, what's going on? How was your birth experience with your second? I'm so lucky, dude. I'm like, 
Well, they had to induce me because uh, he just didn't want to move, and I'm old. You know, us geriatric pregnancy, <laughs> right? Which is miracles of science. Yes. That's sexy term. Yeah. So they just they induced him. They gave me a bunch of drugs, epidural. Boom, push, push. Bob is your uncle. I'm super lucky that way. Easy pregnancies, easy births, but episiotomies. Oh right, yeah. Sorry, no. They cut my taint and my vag, but. <laughs> So the first time, how they, you doing, Tony? Yeah, I'm you hanging in there. Great. The first time they did it, it, I wasn't sewn up right, and mm. so sex was really painful. Everything mm. was painful, pain. I'm like, this is crazy. The rest of my life, I'm gonna have right a torn ass vag, and then for some reason, on my second episiotomy, they sewed me up so beautifully that now my vag is normal. Oh wow! So like, it took another episiotomy to fix my vag, which is fine. Great, stoked. It doesn't. It doesn't seem any different. It's meatier. Is your vag meatier? Mm. wait you had c-section uh, no no i had vaginal births. oh i feel like my vag is meatier. just define it's definitely different define yeah. meteor though like there's more it looks more like flap. i sat on a grenade more it's mm. flappier and there's just more fat pad on my pubic bone like it's just heavier maybe because i'm a little heavier like my weight is still not really back where i want it to be Girl, same. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have more of a meaty vag. I would say, Tony, I'm sorry for what's coming. It's all right. We're already there. Yeah. You know how there are some women who like, they don't even know what it looks like down there. Yeah, that's not me. I've, that's never been me. Yeah. Um, because I used to use OB tampons. Yeah. Those don't have an applicator. Like I'm sure. very acquainted with my lady bits. Yeah. Uh, and, and when I was prepubescent my mom and i don't think she handled this right <laughs> she was like here's a couple books yeah i'll check back in with you in a couple years yeah yeah <laughs> so, adios you figure this out this was like there was it was like our bodies ourselves but yep. it wasn't that one specifically i had the what's happening to my body yes. book for girls okay i think we had the same books and those will have pictures <laughs> of like your hymen might look do you remember all yes, the little like the drawings drawing the snowflakey drawings of all the various kinds of, of hymens and then like like um, figure five is always like no hymen. Like maybe you yeah. have no hymen or yeah. maybe you're completely occluded. So I would like sit there with a mirror and look and try to figure out like what is going on down there. Uh, could you see your hymen though? I don't think I could see mine. No there was nothing completely covering, but there was more. It was more clothed. I think there was a, a bit of, of hymen like in there. Like skin there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like tissue. I, I couldn't find my vaginal hole. I remember being oh, like, really? I don't know where... I'm like, I kind, I kind of had a, yeah, so maybe I did have a hymen. That sounds like, a, I mean, that, that sounds hymen-y to me. Sure. Hymen, hymen, mean, hymnal. Sure. <laughs> then my boyfriend busted it. Oh, shit. Did you bleed? No. Me neither. So I know what I used to look like, and I know what it looks like now, and it's like, <laughs> it's just gappier now. That Okay. Yeah. Gappier. Wait, what does that mean to you? Like the, meaty. I get like, the, yeah, Flappier. it's just like loose. It's looser. And yeah. there's like, whereas before the whole, the, 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 uh, access right. <laughs> was smaller. Now it's right. like a little more blasted open. Robust. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like there's yeah. no, there's definitely no hymen anymore. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's not from sex. That's from babies. Oh, that's baby holes. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, I think mine's the same, where you're just like, whoa, like shit went down. <laughs> if these walls could talk. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to do something That's with that. That's the new book. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you got to name the episode of These Walls these, these, I got to jot that down. If these bad walls <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's different. I mean, everything spreads. Obviously, my body is nowhere near the same as it was, especially mm-hmm. after the second child. Um, it just come, And I'm just talking not even like how it looks. Okay, right. we got that. The aesthetics, it's, it's always going to be rough. We're, we're older, too. But how it functions, like how I walk, how mm. I... You know, I'm wobbly. My hips are still wobbly. Yeah. I noticed that. Like, I do Pilates to really work on my core and to really help that area. That's like my my coccyx bone, whatever that is. Is that your tailbone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's loose now. So when I, if I sit in a bad chair, that's screwy. Like, you know, my feet are a size bigger. All these weird things. And how do you know about your coccyx? Because I do a show with Dr. Drew. And, oh, right. Yeah. And I was sitting and I was like, fuck, my butt bone, dude. And he's like, <laughs> you mean your coccyx? And I'm like, whatever. My asshole hurts. <laughs> and he's like, you have a loose. It's probably loose from children. And I'm like, mm. Ugh. So I have to sit on padding. You know, whatever. Boring. Yeah. Who gives a shit? What happened to you? What, what's your war damage? I love these war damage stories. My war damage, it's very basic. It's very, uh, it's very like if Kathy, the cartoon were to get pregnant, that's mine. It's just, it's just the dribbling. It's like, I'm on my, the urine dribbling. Oh, I pissed too. When I'm on my second pair of pants today because I sneezed earlier. Here's what I've found. If I empty my bladder all the time, then Mm. if I sneeze, I'm okay. Sure. But I foolishly got caught up in doing some work and then I sneeze. I was like, damn it. Got to go change my underwear. No, and I'm real lazy about it. I'll be like, that's not enough pee to justify yeah. an underwear change. And then I'll walk around in pee pants. Oh, I'm worried that that might lead to a yeast infection. Not yet. Knock on wood. I mean, you know, it's only a tiny bit of piss, though. You can yeah. buy, you can no, buy it's, underwear it's like a, with the pee pad. In I know. It. I have those, too. I would say it was like a silver dollar size amount. Oh, that's too much. I would change my Yeah, I had to change. On that one. Yeah. I mean, I was almost worried that it went through to my jeans, the ones I'm still wearing. <laughs> so I would say, and like recently exercise wise, I was wanting to do um, uh, like a streaming class that involved a lot of jumping around. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. So that is now more challenging. No, no. Um, and then just war damage, just also the weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder after the second one I found. Uh, speaking of something we've been talking about. Want to talk about BetterHelp? Do you know BetterHelp? Of course. I love BetterHelp. So invaluable. Sometimes life is stressful and hard. We could all use help sometimes, but may not know how or where to ask for it. BetterHelp Online Counseling offers licensed counselors who specialize in issues including depression and anxiety, as well as complicated relationships, family relationships, sleeping, grief, stress, trauma, anger. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, plus securely exchange unlimited messages. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs, get matched with a counselor, and start communicating in under 24 hours. If for any reason you are unhappy with your counselor, you can easily request a new therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get professional help when you want it, wherever it's most convenient. I love this because so many people would like to talk to someone, but it's hard to get there. It's hard to make the appointment. It's hard to to keep that commitment. You can do this from your house. Allison Rosen's Uni Best Friend listeners will get 10% off their first month with discount code best friend. That's betterhelp.com slash best friend. Why not get help? Betterhelp.com slash best friend. Betterhelp.com slash best friend. Also, 
it's everything is relating to things we've been talking about. I want to talk about Jenny Craig. Uh, Love Jenny Craig. I had never done a program before where they provide all the food. So easy. I can't believe I had never done that before. I know. Like it's a revelation. It I is know. so. It's so simple. They send you the food, or you go to a center and get it. There's a menu. You eat six times a day. The food is good. And you get sweet stuff. They yes. give you like treats. The bars, the yeah. shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Little like. Come on. Little cakes and yes. muffins and whatnot. Delicious. Did you make a resolution to lose weight this year? Have you been too busy to cook or meal prep to stay on track? Jenny Craig's simple program can save the day. Jenny Craig is an all-inclusive program with proven results that includes a personal coach for motivation and delicious food to help you reach your weight loss goals. My coach is named Jeanette and I've told her <gasps> way too much information because <laughs> she like they, you know. You, you you do the weigh-in and then you talk about what you're doing to stay on track. I don't know if everyone's the same, but like what, you know, we talk about motivation. What are you doing to stay on track? What's coming up? Um, you know, you kind of go through, go through the, like a, 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 a formatted phone call, um, which is very helpful. And then at the end, she's always like, so what's this week look like? And I feel like she's wanting me to say like, oh, I'm going out for my anniversary. I'm, you know, I need to figure out what, food i'm gonna eat that night or what but instead i just treat it like therapy so to jeanette i love you and i'm sorry with jenny craig's new program my rapid results powered by science you'll get a weight loss plan personalized to you and a customized menu that tells you what to eat when you can lose up to 16 pounds in four weeks this meal plan optimizes your metabolism with more calories when your metabolism is burning the most calories this personalized weight loss plan is based on your dna so the plan is scientifically customized to you you can find out which program is best for you based on 15 different genetic markers if you're ready to see results and get the personal motivation you need to reach your goal you've got to try jenny craig and for limited time listeners to my podcast can lose 16 pounds for $16 plus the cost of food. Plus you get $100 in free food and a free weight loss DNA kit with purchase when you go to jennycraig.com slash best friend. That's jennycraig.com slash best friend. jennycraig.com slash best friend. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, Christina. Yes, I have hello. a question. Um, we, uh, a while ago, we're talking about our own internalized judgmental voices. Oh, yeah. And our tendency towards perfectionism. Oh, yeah. And you said <laughs> that your the internalized Dang. voice was your mom's. Oh, yeah. But then with her passing away, you've been somewhat liberated. Yes. But question, back to when that internal critic was in there, mm-hmm, your mom's mm-hmm, voice. Mm-hmm. Did you... Like, did you hear it in a Hungarian accent? Did you did you <laughs> recognize that it was your mom's voice? So here's the interesting thing. And I think everybody has these unconscious beliefs. And no, that's the danger of these beliefs is that they don't always come in a handy accent. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So it'd, it'd be easier if they did. Yeah. And it would literally be small things like... You can't buy a purple jacket. You don't like the color purple. Mm. Now, that's not true. My mother didn't like the color purple, and so she wouldn't let me wear it growing up. So it's been an uncovering process of like, well, what's really my belief and what's something that I that I unconsciously got or, co- or very consciously was told, you know, you can't do this or right. that. 
You know, my mother was very critical of me singing as a child. She really? was like, why do you sing a terrible voice? I know. I'm like, what are you Aww. fucking Simon Cowell? Yeah, you evil bitch. So like, but, but I love especially, to sing. It's especially weird because now with kids, like, isn't, is there anything better than them singing? No. It's, I love everything they do. Yeah. It's silly. And the other night, Ellis wanted me to read him a book with music and I would sing to it. And at first I said, I can't sing. And then in my head, I went, what are you talking about? I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing horribly, but I'm going to sing for my yeah. kid. He doesn't know that I suck. He doesn't care. He just wants to delay bedtime and, and have fun <laughs> with mom. So it's a conscious effort every day. I can't parallel park. Really? Is that your thing or is mm-hmm. that something you picked up? I can't, I can't be a successful podcaster. Really? Who told you that? You know, I think I think everybody has. Why are you working on your uh, internal um, critic right now? I have become more aware of how to be kind to myself. Oh yeah, which is I mean, I feel like you can look on Instagram and see a million motivational things about being kind to yourself. Like that's like self care, you know, one hundred and one. Be kind right. to yourself. And I, it never really made sense to me until recently because it's just, I think I thought that it was um, sort of metaphysical shift or something yeah. when really it's much more like concrete and practical. It'll be like, I'll be, you know, this was pre Jenny Craig. <laughs> uh, I was, I was driving and I was upset with what I had eaten the night before and I was, and I, I was saying to myself, like, no wonder you're not losing weight. You'll never lose weight if you eat the. And then I was just like, <laughs> whose voice is that? I mean, yeah, there's a lot. Like, whose voice is that? And, and instead, I just said, it's okay. You're hungry, and if your goal is to lose weight, you know, maybe some different choices might help you. But it's a, it's understandable. You're human, right? And that is such a, a small, different thing. Yeah. But don't you find that comes with raising children? I think so. Because you would never say that to mm-hmm. your little boy. Like, what are you doing, pig? Don't you right. want to eat cookies, you fat fuck? Like, you would never talk that way to somebody else. Why are we talking to ourselves that way? Right. Um, and because I take such better care of my children than I do myself. Like, if my kids get sick, we're going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Period. Where did, were you not taken to the doctor? No. And I haven't been to the doctor in years. I would pride myself on, oh. I don't need a doctor, but because that's my parents. Like, well, doctor, what are they going to tell you? Come on. This is for weak pussies. So I had that in my head that a doctor is weakness. Right. I swear to God. Wow. So this last time I got the flu and I was like, I might go to a doctor. And I did. And I was cured within hours. He gave me a shot of whatever and boom, Bob's your uncle. And I'm like, how sad it took me 43 years before I was like, I deserve a doctor's visit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basic self-care. And I do it for my kids. So even when you teach them how to brush their teeth and you're mm. like, I don't remember anyone teaching me how to do this. Yeah. Really. Same. Flossing? Nobody taught. Like I learned it at school. Or just because you're that's teaching That's for other that. people. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy people. <laughs> but the perfectionism I, I still have towards stand-up. That's where I let that fly because I want to be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I save it for work. I try not to do it for home. Do you? Oh. I have found that raising kids is, it's, and I've talked about this on Childish, it's triggering when they, it was, tr- it's triggering all the time. But there was a moment where 
um, Elliot had a lollipop and then he went to school and I found the lollipop just like wet and stick and on the couch and it's a beige couch yeah but it's microfiber so it's fine because you know everything comes out of it and it was a blue lollipop and i saw that and my first reaction was like oh my god uh oh you know and then i thought of how my parents would have handled that and i was kind of like traumatized just by the memory of them you know their their anger about different things and um and then I find it, it's just those kind of moments are very heady. And then thinking about versus how I handle it. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes if you react the way that your parents reacted to you, then you're dub- I get double triggered. Yeah. Where I'm like, ah, oh, no. It's like exhausting mentally mm-hmm. to go through these hoops of like, I don't want to do what my parents did to me. Am I reacting? Am I being reactive i mean i don't right. know it's so much but you also work. like want to react to your to them in the moment not yeah. just you don't just want to be you don't want the relationship to be with your parents it's I tough know. i know it's so complicated how is your crazy dad oh good question well he married a vietnamese lady i heard he's in vietnam right now i think my dad's a narcissist he's undiagnosed he's a narcissist have you ever looked at the subreddit raised by narcissists? No, but I should because my dad probably is. Yeah, it's on, it's on Reddit, uh, raised by narcissists. I, I recommend it. <laughs> it is, I it's love very interesting. It. It's helpful. Oh, I love that stuff. Um, oh my God, are we doing those? Those are my favorite. Yes, we're going we're gonna to do Just Me or Everyone. I love this. And we're also going to do audience questions. But, uh, but I, I do it. have one question for you first, sure, which sure, is, sure. will there be a third child? No, are you out of your mind? <laughs> we squeezed out the last viable yeah. egg for the second. There's no, there's no eggs. Oh. I know people ask me all the time, which <sighs> is like, that's, uh, it's such a charitable question that you think that I even biologically could have another one. (laughs) Can I tell you though, if I, if I weren't prone to this postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. I would do it. Really? I would try. I love it. I, my only regret is that I didn't have kids sooner. Yeah. But you, you would want, I'd have four dude. I love it. I freaking, I'm one of these freaks that loves it. It's the logistics when you start to get that many where I'm like, how does that even work? Like, are there not enough rooms for them in the house? How do you, what kind i guess you have to get a minivan oh your whole life is just children but that's fine right. i just stopped i but i'd have to give up my career at two even i'm like mm-hmm. it's tough four i'd just be a stay-at-home mom for like full-time mom do you think you'd be happy doing that? not just a stay i shouldn't right. say that because it's a crazy hard job i don't know in another lifetime if i had two lifetimes to live one i'd be a comedian and right. one i'd be a stay-at-home mom Right. I know, we haven't even talked at all about your career. Anything you want to oh, talk about fine. Stan, involving it? Same shit, different toilet, man. <laughs> Just grinding out jokes, <laughs> working towards a new hour. I'm going to tape a new hour very soon. I'll Exciting. announce it later uh, for Netflix. So it'll be dope, dude. Like, it, I can't be more blessed. Like, yeah. uh, hashtag blessed, bitch. I just, it, I'm podcast. I talk about fucking shitting for a living. I mean, <laughs> well, you guys have your, and I don't think we haven't had you on the show since you um, started your own network. Yeah, that's cool. Is that a ton Studio of Studio Jeans. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, we do some shows with Dr. Drew. We do Dr. Drew After Dark. Tom does a podcast with uh, Bert. I do Where My Mom's At. We do Your Mom's House. It's a lot of stuff, but we're we're figuring things out. What made you guys decide you wanted to do that? To do our own studio? Yeah. Because that's the future. I believe that, um, you know, we put, we last year we had to deal with CBS to write our own sitcom pilot. And it we actually 
it was not a great experience, quite honestly, mm. and creatively, I'm saying. And financially, it makes more sense to invest in the future, which I believe is not television. Right. I, I don't see anybody in this generation buying cable. Mm-hmm. That's for the older people. So in 10 years, it's all going to be online. So that's where I'm, I think we should focus our energy. That's smart. So what, yeah. what happened to the extent that you want to talk about it with the what? pilot? Oh, it just it didn't get picked up. It mm. didn't go. <laughs> that's, that, that's dispiriting, though. It was terrible because it's a... And that's another thing, too. Development in traditional television, that's a year of your life. Yeah. And then it all hinges on a phone call. Right. And then everything you've worked on in this year is gone. And that's it, guys. Next time. And you're like, well, what do I do with this... I just wasted all this fucking time, man. Right. We took time off the road, time off the pod, time away from my kids. For what? Whereas in the internet world, throw it up. Is mm-hmm. it good? Great. Does it suck? Let's try and fix it. It's immediate. Right. It's just not a good paradigm. Did I you shoot a pilot know. or just wrote no, one? No, just wrote one. And but it was it about your lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, it was trying to adapt YMH to to a sitcom, which was very difficult. Uh, yeah. Because we're complete derelicts. And the opening <laughs> scene was like, you know, I'm teaching my kids how to burp. And... <laughs> You know, the execs were like, um, would a mom really do this? I'm like, this one does. Yeah. You know, they didn't believe it that they didn't believe it. The right. shit that we were writing. And I'm like, no, listen to our show. This is who we are. Yeah. We're two married comedians. So they so, wanted, were they trying to get you to clean it up? Or? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's network. And yeah. we knew that going in. I'm not totally naive. But again, like I watch network television now and I, I watch the commercials and therefore incontinence and for... Right you know motorized scooters and vaginal meshes and things and i'm like and that's nighttime Mm -hmm. so which tells me that the audience who's watching this stuff is boomers older people right it's not where the young people are right so it was a good it was valuable to us and i love podcasting i love that no one tells us what to say i can sit here and talk about my meaty vag (laughs) with you and it's the most interesting thing that i think i've fucking heard personally whoever's listening to this is like dude that was awesome I want to hear about this chick's meaty badge. Can't put that on a sitcom. Do you? <laughs> I feel like our kind of podcast. I was just saying this. I was saying it to my therapist actually. I love their real education in podcasting. <laughs> was saying that I feel like our kind of podcast, the the loose just talking podcast, is like the first wave of podcasting, and what has become very popular right now are these tightly produced podcasts where it's like you're listening to it's just an audio version of a documentary. Oh, right. Does that concern you at all? I didn't know that. <laughs> is that is that right? Like now they're doing. I I mean yeah, with like the wondery shows and the you know the tr- a lot of the true crime ones are it's like it's oh, really right, right. polished. Well, I think that's a d- whole different genre than what we're doing. It's true. That's based on murder. You can't be freewheeling with murder chats. Right. You have to be. Those are factual shows. Yeah. No, I think Some the hunger for human connection especially with the podcast. This is a different audience. These people, listen, whoever's listening to this knows how everything about me. Right. I had one embryo, how my, my vag was cut twice. Like it's a different thing. And I think people are hungry for real connection, real discussion. Right. I am. I hate bullshit TV. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I cannot fucking watch it. No, I think there's always a hunger for real real connection i mean don't you see it in your look at look how many people email you look how many people love you and this show 
You have made me feel better. Once yeah. again, thank you. I always feel like you I got get, it. I get more from talking to you than I do from talking to my therapist. Really? Even though I love her, but I just... charge. Yeah. Uh, you should. Okay, <laughs> let's do some Just Me or Everyone. I love this. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Dr. Right. Drew says I have a real issue because I'm, I'm like you. I like to know if it's normal, if what I'm doing is normal. How is that an issue? Well, he's How like, is, is, is that, I like to know if what I'm doing is normal, just me or everyone. Yeah. That's a just me or everyone. I think that's everyone. I know. But Dr. Drew is like, Christina, you like, why do you like to know this stuff? And I'm like, it's fascinating to me. I need to know. It's reassuring when, too. Yeah. Do you look at the toilet paper when you wipe, Allison? Do you? Yeah. How do else do you look at the you? toilet paper time? Yeah, I do. How else do you know when you're done wiping? Yeah, I agree. Does he, he not? Like so, but he, he. If I asked him, he doesn't need to know. No, he will. But he he doesn't need to know the way right. I need to know about yeah. you guys. I need to know that I'm okay. I remember asking Daniel if he. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I wanted to know this, but I was like, "What kind of razors did your ex girlfriend use?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I have no idea." Oh my god! Like, wow. And I. Why does this relate? I, oh, I guess just curiosity about showering. Like you and various, want to know. Yeah, various things like that. Do you want to know about Daniel's exes? Sometimes. Sometimes too, yeah. Me yeah, too. sometimes. I'm, we weirdly, like we have not had the, con- we have not had a ton of those conversations. I don't know why. Like we, we don't know how many people each other has been with. Tom, Although, won't, with Tom won't tell me. He's such really? a liar. He's like, he's like, I don't know, babe. It wasn't him. I swear, I don't know. I'm like... I, I know exactly how many dicks I've had. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, I don't know. I mean, there's some some skanks one night and blah, blah. And I'm like, you're lying. I He won't give me a definitive number. It's been 15 years. He won't tell me. So, But you've tried to... Oh, I think that might be creating a little bit of uh, interference. Oh, oh sorry. Um, but you've tried to find out. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer Tokaji says, I have the post-primary election blues. Just me or everyone. Hmm. No, that's just you. Um, I think <laughs> I have some blues regarding how it all went down. Really? What? Why? Yeah. Oh, why? I liked Warren a lot. I liked I liked her too. I yeah. like Bloomberg, believe it or not. Really? Because I feel like the conservatives will, will get down with Bloomberg. I liked what he did with, with New York City, man. Call me crazy. So is Great. that who- now I've lost all the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I just had, you're just the first Bloomberg pro Bloomberg person. Yeah. I've oh, met. really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he in California, man. he did better than Warren, which shocked me. So I'm like, apparently a lot of people did vote for him. Yeah. And you're one of them. Well, Here we go. I'm not telling. Is he still he dropped out, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you weren't bummed by that, though. I'm not going to talk about my feelings anymore. <laughs> Wait, did I make you feel unsafe? I feel unsafe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had some, uh, Jennifer, I had yeah. some, some of these blues. Nina Hartley says, I hate it when radio traffic reports have a car horn beep, Ugh. a car horn beep in the background music. Yes. And Same. I hate also when, uh, when I'm driving and there's a, an ambulance and I don't know if that's real or if that's on the radio. A hundred percent. And I don't like rings in commercials. Oh, it makes me anxious. But she's right. Because then I'm like, someone talking to me, I always get jumpy. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, okay. Charlie Groff says, I often wonder if my children are sleeping really well or dead. Just me or everyone. <laughs> yeah. I think that's common because that's Elliot, me a hundred percent. 
Elliot went through a phase where he was sleeping really late. And on the one oh. hand, it's like, that's great. And on the other hand, I was like, okay, it's almost noon. I have to go. And then in between the time that I decide to go in and the time that I have confirmed that he's breathing, I'm convinced something's wrong with him. Of course. I still, sick. I was thinking not a day goes by that I don't imagine awful things happening to them. Oh, wow. You got to up your dosage then. <laughs> yeah, but you're, but you're it's not, not supposed to be that fucked up still. It's not create, but I mean, it's, I'm not, it's just flash images that yeah, flash yeah. in. Well, like for instance, Ellis takes gymnastics at his school and, uh, and I, the guy's cool who does it. He's like an old Thai guy or oh, something. Yeah. And I'm like, what's this guy's deal? What's right. going on? Is he a molester? He's a total pedophile. I eyeball him hard when I see him, but there's all, he's never alone with the children. Mm-hmm. There's always other women around. Right. Good. Cause I'm like, what guy wants to work with kids? What yeah. man? I know that's a I don't big, like that. There was a period where Elliot was talking a little bit less and seemed really tired. And then I got it into my head of what, like, is someone touching him? What's going oh, on? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Although then I looked up what the signs are and none of them were that. What are the signs? Bedwetting. Oh, geez. Um, and I forget what the other ones are. Okay. But I just remember being like, oh, this doesn't fit that. But no. I mean, who knows? Who knows? It it was if I had a strong gut feeling that something bad was happening, that would be different. This was more just a like idle, like oh fuck, is you know yeah. And then I just talked myself into being worried. Sure, okay. Um, Mister Fuzzy Bagels, I get anxiety when I submit it just me or everyone, wondering if Allison will ever pick my stupid ass <laughs> JMO. Well, I just did. <laughs> okay, Dana Winston for the older listeners. I'm 40. My friends have been having kids since we were 19. And at this point, I can barely muster a shred of enthusiasm for new pregnancies <laughs> or births. All right. Baby number three. Woo fucking who? Um, um, no, I have that. I, you you yeah. have what she's having? Yeah. Where you're just like, I got it. Great. Yeah. One more. It's just not exciting. But after the second one, you're like, enough already. You get your one. And then, <laughs> right. Then, uh, we get then it. Then you get follow up. Oh, boo boo. Yeah. With n- the number three... I find, and I should be careful because some some people who've had number three may be listening. Congratulations. Um, I find myself thinking two things. The first one is like, oh, wow. You guys are sexually active still. Kudos. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Not, let me rephrase, because that makes it sound like I'm saying I'm not, which is not the case. But just like, oh, so quickly. So quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you, like you judge a little like you didn't space that out enough. Or are you thinking like, oh, I don't know if I, it's not judging as much as I think. Whoa, you're doing it that like you just I feel like you just had one. That's so much all at once. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I do think of people fucking when I see that they're pregnant. I'm like, oh, those two did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Even though you and I. Did not fuck to get our kids. Well, the first one I fucked. Oh, right. The second one was H- HIV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a different way than the how I The second one was HIV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ours were both immaculate conception. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tracy. What's worse than being in a waiting room? Being in a waiting room playing never-ending country music. Oh. Hashtag blue jeans, pickup trucks. It's been a really long time <laughs> since I've been in a waiting room that was playing country music. Usually, Ugh. it's just kind of gentle pop hits. A country music for me is my... No, I'll, I'll do you one better. Mall music. 
top 40. That's what I hear in waiting rooms. Garbage. Mm. That stuff enrages me. Like that auto tune, like Mm -hmm. just, it's not even music. Girl, girl, girl. Oh, you got my yummy, 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 (laughs) yummy, yummy. Like this is for idiots. This is for (laughs) idiots or teenagers or tweens. What song is that? It's Justin Bieber's new song, and he oh. literally is just like, I got that yummy, 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 yummy. I like, thought you what? were making up a song. Nope. I didn't know that was a But that's thing. how dumb they are now. Yeah. That's a hit, guys. That's what constitutes a hit. It makes me want to kill myself or kill Justin Bieber. Right now. <laughs> uh, but I, I could take countries at least intelligent. Country smarter than that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in my head. Really? There's good country. Some I like Dolly Parton. Right. Well, that's like old country. Johnny Cash. But yeah, I think a lot of country. new country I don't think we would like. Yeah, mm. new country feels like it just has like a checklist. Like, yeah, got to mention the pickup truck. Got to mention drinking a beer. Got to mention. Yeah, it's like yeah. it seems so. It seems like a parody of itself mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, yeah, I'd still take that over top 40. Right. What would you take? Top 40 or country? Oh, uh, she's really- top 40. Wow. Well, wow. Then, like, modern day you. country? Yeah. Like, right now country. Like, the country that's like, okay, being Gar- made. Garth Brooks. I don't know. Is that Brooks and Dunn? Is that a band? I th- <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I think they're from way back when like my, early 90s, my yeah. two best friends in high school got into country line dancing. And I, that was like, I don't even know you. Yeah. And I went with them a few times. That was popular here in LA. Did country you do it? Line. No. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't. I know, I but goth. I was inadvertently goth. I never identified <laughs> I as a goth. Did you see that photo I posted <laughs> I, for Throwback Thursday? I did. I loved it. I'm very into it. I My literal reaction, I posted my reaction was, and I wondered why people th- thought I was goth. Like, I couldn't have looked more goth. <laughs> you still kind of have a goth I know, and I love it. And in my soul, I'm goth. I yeah. just never identified as yeah, goth. I hear okay. you. Ray Morgan. To me, cold turkey deli slices are good, but a cold chicken version would be gross. No, I can do a cold chicken deli slice. Oh, I, I disagree. I feel like it's teeming with bacteria. Mm. Cold chicken is how you get sick. I don't know how cold turkey doesn't make you sick. Are you not a deli slice person? I, do, I love salami. I oh. love prosciutto. Uh, I don't like a cold pastrami meat. No. Mm. But, you don't, you don't, but won't, won't a slice of chicken get you sick? If it's not heated, I think as long as it's co- it was, yeah. cooked was cooked at some point, yeah. I'm just thinking like those highly processed, paper thin lunch meats, like the budding. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, those are good. Yeah, I'll I take mean, it back. Yeah, <laughs> they're weird. They're weird tasting, yeah. and they have a weird consistency. Can, can but, I tell you what we brought up on where please, my mom's at? Please, do you fucking remember? They're a rectangle, and on one side is the cracker. And on the yes, the and cheese. that little plastic knife, yeah. oh, cheese yeah, and crackers. Yeah. The so schools good. did schools get a discount on those because they seem to always be handing them out. You liked those? I could, I would eat those by the barrel really? if I could now because they're just so crappy and good. Mm-hmm. Well, you not you wouldn't eat it today if I gave you guys a free one. Oh, Maybe for the nostalgia, but I always found the cheese to be disappointing. It's disgusting that that's yeah. why I like it. But I like that little knife. I like yeah. a kit. Yeah, I like fun dip. I like any sort oh, of, fun. you know, thing that you got to put together and then do stuff with. It's fun to me. Okay. And lastly, Phil Scrog says, whenever I hear a Celsius temperature and need to remember how hot it would be in Fahrenheit, I always think of that Midnight Oil song, 45 Degrees. I don't think I know that song. <laughs> I don't know that one either. I feel like, yeah, I only remember Which beds ones? are burning. Yeah. How do we sleep while our beds are burning? 
Yeah, I don't know that one either. All right, Tony, could you look up that song? Um, I know what he's talking about. 45 degrees. It goes, the time has come. Oh, yeah. A fact, a fact. That's the song. Wait, no, that's, isn't that also Spencer Burning? Burning? I think but that's he the says, same song. At 45 degrees. Maybe he says it in that song. Because he how, says something whoops. degrees. But what is 45 40, degrees Celsius? Don't even make me do math. Don't you dare make me do that foreign math. Because I don't think that 45 degrees... Like, I don't... I think thinking of that song is not going to help you figure out what something is going Celsius to Fahrenheit or no, vice versa. No, hold on. It's probably something like 70. I just add 30. Oh. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, it's like you times it by something and then you add something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go forth with that info. Yeah, children. we. It, it, it is beds are burning that he's referring to. Okay. Those... To 45 degrees. Do you like how I sang it? Though? I like it. What is... Tony, could you look up what 45 degrees Celsius, Celsius in Fahrenheit would be. Now, full disclosure, I hated Midnight Oil and I hated their songs. I hate it. Yeah. I don't know if I know their other songs. Well, just the popular ones. 113 Fahrenheit. <gasps> oh, stars. That's a hot day. It's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We are going to do some questions. I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Uh, bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, fun stuff, merch in the mail. Uh, and uh, you can submit questions to my guests. Let's ask some. Patreon, put that shit down. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Lisa Murphy Tate would like to know, please ask Christina how she met Tom and how Aww. long did they wait to have children after they got married? Oh, what a sweet question. Okay, so I met Tom. I met him when he was 23 and I was 26. I'm 43 now. Uh, we started dating when I was 28 and he was 25. We dated for four years and then we got married in 2008. And then we had our first child in 2015. So what's what's 15 seven. minus eight? Seven years. And now we waited so long because we were so broke. We were two broke comedians and um, I, we wanted to at least be somewhat successful and established before we had children. So I remember you your apartment. It was Which very one? small, the in Redondo the Ram- Beach. Oh, the, we lived in a back house. When yeah. we had Ellis, we lived in a back house in Redondo Beach. And Netflix had just taken Tom's first special. And Tom was, I remember we were all kind of disappointed that he got to Netflix and he didn't get an HBO special. Wow. Or a Comedy Central special. And lo and behold, who knew that that platform would be what it is today. And right. Tom now is going to have his fourth special wow. on the service. And it was because of Netflix that we moved out of that crummy town, you know, back house. And mm-hmm. thank God the timing was perfect. We had yeah. Ellis and one day I go, Tommy, you no, know, he goes, he goes, Christina, we have money. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's <laughs> like, look, we have money in our bank account. We can move now. And I was like, oh my God, you're kidding. And we'd been grinding for so many years mm-hmm. as struggling comedians. So I don't know. What was the second part of that? Uh, How long we, I guess I think I answered Yeah, that. you answered that. We met at the Cat Club on Sunset. Uh, it was owned by the Stray Cats a drummer the cat club i don't think it's there anymore and we were doing stand-up comedy and that's that's where we met a young tom Seguera. he was 23 and he was so handsome he was so fucking cute <laughs> i loved him i just liked him 
He was friends with Bert, right? And you were friends with Bert? I don't think at that point. Oh. Later, uh, later we became friends with Bert and Joe and, and Ari and all those guys. This is, this is the very beginning. We were right. friends with Matt Fulshron, Ryan Sickler since the very beginning. Yeah. I have an important Jay question. Larson. Do I have to shit? No. <laughs> that wasn't it. No. But I'm really constipated right now, though. So I really? kind of do. Yeah. Let me make you a poop soup. Um, <laughs> do you know who runs Joe Rogan's dog's account? No, Marshall Rogan. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And uh, (laughs) I'm just curious who's behind it. I'm guessing it's his producer. Okay. It might be young Brian. He has a Brian. Isn't it Brian? Wait, Red Band. Jamie, young Jamie. Sorry, Brian is Brian Red Band. Yeah. It might be young Jamie, I want to say. I feel like we should be able to get to the bottom of this. Well, I'll ask him next time I see him. But I feel like it's such a dumb question, too. Hey, Joe. Just curious. Who runs (laughs) Marshall's? Yeah. I know because I enjoy those photos, and clearly somebody's taking them. Yeah, like legit taking them because he's like Marshall and I are on a hike, and I'm like, right. oh, Joe's hiking with Marshall again, like, and their get- photographer. <laughs> but I will say that Joe really loves that dog and takes really, really good care. I'll tell a story. We were all we were evacuated was it a year or two ago. Yeah, for the fires, and Joe's family and our we were all staying in the same hotel. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. We we're having dinner with the Rogans. And he goes, I got to go back to the studio to go pet and take care of Marshall. Oh, so he drove all the way from where we were in our hotel all right. the way back to his studio just to like pet Marshall. Oh, and take so him. And he goes, yep, he's my responsibility. And I'm a responsible guy. And I was like, you really are. Oh, that's very that's sweet. really sweet. Yeah. Robin Kern says, I have a total gal chat question for her. I think we're going to need to hear the gal chat drop. (laughs) Wasn't expecting this. (laughs) She always wears the most amazing lipsticks. And I wondered if she could give us the deets on some of them. You got it. All right. Here's what I do because they last forever on stage. Smashbox is the brand. My color is infrared infrared smashbox it's really the only brand is that what you're wearing right now no this is uh chanel this is mm. just like a day thing yeah the bold red i do bold lips for nighttime i think <laughs> and for studio time <laughs> when do you do a bold lip i will do a bold when i'm feeling bold yeah i used to have a different a less bold uh lip stick situation for st- for TV and for stage and stuff like that. And I'm more bold in my real life. But then recently I've just started bringing the, I felt like the other one wasn't doing enough for me. So I brought the bold. Now I'm just, I'm just bold. Oh, me too. I find the older I get, the less fucks I give. Right. I'm wearing a lot of glitter. I'm wearing a lot of colors. Not today, but I buy those Aviator Nation jackets Mm -hmm. with like rainbow and stuff. I don't care. You guys can suck it. It's going to look crazy. (laughs) Did you find? Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so dumb. Celine Prefontaine, which is such a good What's name. a great name. I know. Wants to know. I'm always curious how hard it is for you guys to be around the Hollywood LA scene. This question is also directed at you, Allison. Hmm. I can't even watch reality TV, but I assume there are a lot of ass hats like those people <laughs> around. Is it hard to not just be a raging jerk to them, or do you just focus on laughing at everyone instead? Luckily, you are in the comedy world and get to know humble people like. Allison and other comedians, but seriously, is it as bad as I imagine it must be? <laughs> I, I personally find that I don't have a lot of overlap with those kind of people with D bags. Yeah, um, yeah. So I find the D bag population to be heavy in production, mm-hmm. heavy in management and agents. Okay, so 
But the people I work with immediately, I choose. Like, I love you. I'm going to do with you. Greg Fitzsimmons. We don't work with douchebags. Right. Studio Jeans, there's not a D-bag in the bunch. But yeah, we laugh at them. And we make fun of them to their face most of the time. <laughs> uh, Nina Hartley. That's Very- a porn star. Yes, this is, is this? not that one though. Oh, okay. she knows. She <laughs> she clarified early oh, on. Oh, okay, okay. Very practical question: How do you deal with breaking a toddler from the pacifier? Just cold turkey. I'm gonna we have, have not yet done it. Yeah, I haven't either. My first kid was not interested, and really? now my second is. My theory is he's gonna need braces anyway. Yeah. I don't give a rip that his teeth are jacked. But again, you don't want like a four year old with a passy because isn't that kind of weird? So we we felt so Elliot's security object, his transitional object, is his pacifiers. Mm. Um, he never gravitated toward a blanket or stuffed animal or anything like that. But he is very attached to the pacifiers. He can't have them at school, which has been good because you know there's a he understands that like you got to leave him in the car. Um, but we took him to the dentist and we were worried that they were going to really make us feel like terrible people. And the dentist was like, they they usually give him up by four. Oh, so we're just waiting it out. <laughs> I mean, we're probably yeah. going to start encouraging it, but I don't. I actually don't really know. You know, all these phases, I really don't hurry any of it because mm-hmm. one day the kid's just going to be like, "I'm not interested," and they right. just drop it. So I don't know. I'll let you know. I'm going to try. Have you done the same for potty training? Oh, that was another one. I pretty much waited until Ellis was like, "I'm ready." And yeah. One day he did. He's just like, "I got to take a dump," <laughs> and I was like, "Cool. You want to use a toilet?" Yeah. And then he just did it. So we trained. I'm not saying I, I hadn't had discussions mm-hmm. and the little mini toilet, but you got to wait for them. You can't force that right. stuff, right? Um, I mean, there's a couple different schools of thought and we're going to be recording Childish after this. And I, I'm wondering how much this is going to come up on that uh, over there too. Um, his preschool, and I like the philosophy of his preschool, feels very strongly that they do it when they're ready. Yeah. And that if you pressure them before that, it creates a power struggle. Uh, so yeah, it's I'm unnecessary. happy to, to just wait. Yeah. Um, I like diapers. I'd keep them in diapers for, I don't care. It's so much yeah. easier than taking a four-year-old to the bathroom. Just let him pee his, piss his pants. Uh, pee in the diaper. Chandler Franklin would like to know. Chandler. My favorite female podcasters. Hmm. How did she originally get on the TikTok train? <laughs> Who introduced her? And what yeah. is her favorite one now? God, that's such a good question. How did I get? That's a really good question. I, I, I can't remember the origin. I think, wait, no, I was on the road in a town and I was asking some millennials, what's the cool stuff? What are you guys into? And some kid goes TikTok. And I was like, what's that? And then they showed it to me and it was people doing dances like that. Whoa. You know, like mm. that. Whoa. And I was like, I like this. It's stupid. It's like music and you get. And then I slowly got into the dark talk where I found <laughs> dark talk. Now, where does one access that? Is it mixed in with the light talk? It sure is. Now, here's the key to cultivating a dark talk algorithm. Mm. Do not like normal content. What's normal? The cute blonde girl going, whoa, or the nice people doing a dance. You just bypass, 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 and then you start harding the weird stuff. <clears throat> and that way... Uh, excuse me my my feet is pure i don't have any normal it's to the point where it's all degenerate stuff yeah people are like do you spend hours curating i'm like no it's the first five and i just 
yeah, I'm so impressed with myself. I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you had to this. really resist liking normie stuff. Yeah, I don't even. If someone's attractive, I'm like, nope. If you don't have five piercings and a facial tattoo, don't even get on my feed, bro. How often? Like, do you? But this is going to be a silly question. Sure, I, I think we know the answer. Sure. Do you enjoy it? I I love it. Here's what I love: weirdness. This is why I like reality shows. This is why I like podcasting. This is why I like uh, Gigi Allen documentaries. I like weird shit. I've always been attracted to the weird side of human stuff. So yeah, it's uh, it's my passion. I'm really into it. I, I, I should buy stock in TikTok. I'm not even on TikTok at all. Get out of here, Allison. I know. I mean, my exposure has been via you, pretty much. We're gonna make it right now. We're gonna make our talk after this. Okay, that sounds fun. Are we gonna do a dark talk? No, <laughs> all my talks are dumb. Kay. We're gonna make one after this. I'll, I'll get you in. You oh, get good. roped in, bro. Okay. Tamra Haddis. At what age did she want to become a comedian? Answer that one, and then I'll ask you the part B. Okay, late because I really didn't know that. I really didn't put it together that women could do stand up. I really didn't get that that was a job. Um, Twenty six, I started doing stand up, and then also. What went on with her and Piggy from Road Rules? <laughs> Is she still not in communication with her? Aww. Does she talk to anyone else from that season besides Susie? I do. I talk to uh, Shane. He and I text very frequently. Chadwick, I just saw in Atlanta. Uh, Keefla and I keep in touch. He's also in Atlanta. Um, so Piggy, so Piggy, from what I, so Piggy and I, we just had very conflicting personalities. I think she had some kind of personality disorder truth be told and last i heard she has a little bit of a drug issue is what mm. i heard i haven't i i would like to i've gotten not obviously it's 20 years i don't care anymore um yeah but i keep in touch with almost everybody except did her. you ever get approached to do the challenges or oh to my do the follow-up stuff i did i did one and i wanted to blow my brains out Why? and i was done because it's so horrible like i'm season six that's when they were casting normal people mm-hmm. by season 12 it's mental patients <laughs> and they hand you alcohol and they're like get get ripped to be a jerk so i'm on this challenge and all these nutsos there was like puck with a machete oh, yeah. yeah and i'm like I don't, this is not what i'm interested in man mm-hmm. i hated it and i just wanted to get out of the whole thing because the show had been corrupted it wasn't what it was right bunch of kids it was fun right you want to go on an adventure and a winnebago yeah not you want to hit each other and get wasted. It was fucked up. And then I'm having a sudden memory. I think, it, did you guys have to like jump off of something at the yeah. very beginning? Yeah, Cliff, YMA Falls. I don't was, even think you can do it now. It's illegal. Was it scary as fuck? Yeah. All of it. All yeah. of it. It was terrifying. One day they had to sign a release form before we knew what we were doing. We went to a crocodile farm and they're like, you're going <laughs> to, they they may, they go, we, you're going to wrangle crocodiles. I had to, they're like, okay, sit on this crocodile, tie its mouth shut and put a bag over its head. That was one of the fucking missions. Not only is that scary, it seems mean. Well, it was fun, but it was definitely dangerous and, yeah. and real and scary. But that was back then. They could get away with that. Yeah, it was all scary. We jumped out of airplanes. We did all kinds of nuts. But now it's even more extreme. Right. Those challenges, I wouldn't do any of that stuff. 
Are you normally a person who would do that stuff? Nope. That's why they put me on road rules. I was like, put me in the real world house. I want to smoke cigarettes and drink for five months. <laughs> <laughs> That's ex- literally what so I said. So had you had auditioned for real world? Yeah. So originally there was a casting call in San Francisco by my school for real world and road rules. And I went to the casting and I was like, I would love to be on the real world. Because back then it was genuinely yeah. interesting thing to it. do. Yeah. And there, and the casting person was like, oh, just because you want to be on that show, they're going to put you on road rules if you ever get through. And I was like, I don't want to do road rules. I want to do the real world. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's why they put me on road rules. There you go. I still don't. I'm not an extreme. I feel like life is extreme. Mm-hmm. Like just waking up, working out, eating breakfast, getting the kids to school. <laughs> Isn't that Having enough? kids is ex- it's an extreme <laughs> sport. We did it. <laughs> I don't. Christina, it was so nice to catch up with you. I love you the most. I love you the most. Come move closer to me. (sighs) Move your house. I know you just moved here, but move closer to me now. Okay. (laughs) Moving's easy. Moving is... Just take a day or two. Easiest. (laughs) Uh, Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Rosen. Check out my TikTok on Christina's TikTok. Oh, here it comes. I'm I'm the water champ on TikTok. And uh, listen to my other podcast, Childish. We, when you hear this, we will have just had Christina on, and I follow Doctor Oz too. He's on TikTok. Oh, everyone's on the talk. Where you been? <laughs> not. I mean, not there. But I need to be on less things. What are you on? Instagram and Twitter. I love Instagram. I hate Twitter. Not interested. I've got mixed feelings about both of them. I fucking hate Twitter. Tell everyone where they can find you and what they should uh, look out for. Sure. So, oh, let me announce some dates. Uh, March 7th, I'm coming to London. London. If you want to see me in London, England, I'll be there. And This then, um, will air after that. Oh, shit, but burger. I hope that you... I'm sure you were amazing. I sold out. It was amazing. So thank you for coming to that London show. May 1st. Is that, are we here on May 1st? Oh, yeah. Is dropping by then? Yes. Okay, good. So (laughs) May 1st, I'm doing the Netflix is a Joke Comedy Festival. I will be headlining my own show at the St. Regis Theater. So get tickets for that. All the other dates are on Christina P. Online. I'm doing Dallas. I'm doing uh, St. Not St. Louis Tits. I don't know. I'm doing Texas. I'm doing all kinds of places. Christina P. Online. Listen to your mom's house. Listen to where my mom's at. There you go. Thank I you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> my favorite. Tony? At Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram, uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. All right. We did it, you guys. We did it. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Listen, Rosen is your new best friend. <laughs> <laughs>